0: Sometimes in life, you need to do what's right. You need those in positions of power to back you, whether that be as a sports person, a high potential student, or a bullying founder of the world's first trillion dollar business. This following excerpt is from an upcoming documentary with the brilliant D hawk, the man who made an impossible dream into a concrete reality by founding visa, the world's first trillion dollar business. The following excerpt is a conversation that Dee recounts with the president of the bank Dee worked for. He has just been made chairman of a committee that would see him consolidate an industry in chaos. The president of the bank, uh, Mr. Maxwell Carlson, not only supports Dee, but grants him a salary and the free use of the bank's resources, including the bank's legal firm. His conclusion, sometimes we just need to do our civic duty. We all meet a Maxwell Carlson in our lives. If you have already met one of these, then please make sure that you let them know how much of an impact they've had on your life. I might add, let's be aware of how much we can be a Maxwell Carlson in other people's life. I give you D. Hawk from the upcoming series, The Birth of the Chaotic Age.
1: When I came up with the idea of these committees, before they had been formed, I knew that I had to discuss it with the president of the bank with Maxwell Carlson. My intent was just to do a bit of civic duty. But I knew I had to talk to him because this could be much more than I had anticipated and would need his consent. So I asked for a meeting with him and met with him and I explained to him. What had happened and how I had become involved as chairman of the committee and that I had no idea what this would all lead to but I didn't feel that I could go on with it unless I had a situation that was above reproach, That wasn't me representing my bank's interests. And that I would need a lot of time. He was a wonderful old gentleman, and he always one of the best listeners I've ever heard. And when I explained all this, he said, "Well, young man, I think I can understand that, and I can understand the chaos you described that's occurring elsewhere in the credit card business. What do you think will happen to our program?" Should the system collapse, or is that a real possibility? And I said, Mr. Carlson, it is a real possibility, and it's rapidly becoming a probability. And if it happens, we would have no choice but to either withdraw all our cards from customers at enormous expense and loss and loss of credibility or attempt to convert it to a private program, which would also be extremely difficult, if not impossible. So I can't know for sure, but I think it would injure our program and the bank materially. And he says, I, see. I think I understand, that man, well, how much of your time do you think this would take? And I said again, Mr. Colson, I have no way of knowing. Because we're doing something that's never been done before in the banking industry, but I think it would be very demanding, but I really can't answer your question and he said, "Well, I see, I see, young man. well, how about your key officers in the card center? Are they capable of running it without you and i said well i I think I've got excellent people I think they might." Need authority and support, but I think yes. Between the two or three key officers, I don't think they would have any problem running it. In fact, I'm in many ways just getting in their way. And he said, I think I understand. I think you understand. And he tipped back in his chair after we'd had this roughly hour long discussion and looked very thoughtfully. And then he just completely astonished me. He said, well, young man, sometimes we just have to be good citizens. So arrange things at the center as you think fit. And you will need the salary and a title and position from which to do this work. So you'll continue as a vice president of the bank, you'll get your full salary and benefits, but you're free to go wherever you need to go and do whatever you need to do. He had a little habit of finishing all meetings by saying "Did the meeting serve your purpose. After telling me that just astonishing me. He said, Did the meeting serve your purpose? I gambled a little bit, I suppose, but I had to be honest with him. And I said, Well, not quite, Mr. Carlson. And he said, Well, then tell me about it. He sat back to listen. I said, Well, I think anyone who does this kind of job has to be above reproach. And therefore, I would have to treat the National Bank of Commerce. The same way all the other banks were treated. So I wouldn't be able to tell you or anyone in the bank what the committees were recommending until all of the banks could be told, and then the bank would be told as just one of the members. He said, I see, I see, I think I understand, young man. I said, and also, Mr. Carlson, I'm going to need some legal advice, and I have no money at all to pay for it. The committee structure is all voluntary. Everyone is paying their own expenses. So we have no budget or no anticipation of having any that would allow us to employ legal advice as we proceed. And he said, I understand, young man. He said, excuse me, a moment." he picked up the telephone, dialed a number, and explained to somebody what I was doing. Then I realized he had called the managing partner in the bank's outside law firm. And he said, I want you to give Mr. Hawk all the assistance he needs from a legal standpoint. And you're to tell me nothing about it or anyone else in the bank. It's to be entirely confidential between you and Mr. Hawk. And if for any reason the banks collectively are unable to pay your bill, it will be taken care of by the National Bank of Commerce. And he looked back at me and said, Did the meeting serve your purpose? Well, it not only served my purpose, which I told him with enormous thanks, but I had never been treated that way in my entire life. And I left that meeting dedicated to the idea that I would never do anything to let him down, that I would do my utmost to validate his confidence in me the way i always put it in the book that if maxwell carlson had been a lesser human being visa would have never come into being